And we're going to use the scripture in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. Just one scripture tonight. Reading from the New King James Version. The Bible says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. What a great scripture. The Word of God, man. You just pick out any Word of God you want to read. Most all of them is going to touch your heart. And I thank God for that Word. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your Word. I thank you for us having the opportunity to come together here in America, here in Greenbrier, Arkansas, to minister your Word, Lord, without fear of someone coming in and shutting us down. I thank you for that freedom. They sung in a minute, there's freedom in this place, and I thank you for it. I ask you, Lord, to take this word tonight and let us see and hear what you'd have to say. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross that I can speak the words you would have me to say. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm in a good mood. I was in a good mood this morning. I'm in a good mood when I come to church, Brother Scotty. I'm, I'm excited for what the Lord is doing, and I want to be an encourager and encourage people to be excited about Jesus. Not to debate him, but make a decision for Jesus. Amen. We preached this morning. It's not a debate. It's a decision. We have to make a decision for Christ. And I'm so excited to be here. Excited what God's doing. I want to get right into it. This is a very familiar verse, a very familiar passage of scripture here. And uh, I know a lot of you probably quote that scripture. And I know a lot of you may even have a plaque in your house with that scripture. Does anybody have a plaque in their house with that scripture on there? I remember plaques used to be a big deal. You'd hang up and word of God in your house. But anyway, sometimes now we just stick scriptures on our refrigerator and use the little magnet ABCs to put them on there. Shelly put them on there so I could learn to spell. I'm still working on it. Most of the time they just hurt my feet when I walk the kitchen barefoot because they're always on the floor. And I all the parents said, hey, man, we all know what that's about. It still has a tremendous message. Just word of God has a tremendous message. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. My question would be, do you practice this verse? Do we practice this verse? I would hope that we all would, and we probably all have at one point or another, but we need to practice and put in practice the Word of God and apply it to our lives all the time. Every scripture I'm reading, I'm saying, shining the light on me, and I'm like, God, am I doing that? Am I showing me? Reveal to me, God. Give me revelation. Am I living this word? And I can say, at times, yes. At other times, oh, no. We need to live this verse. Have we discovered the reality of this verse in our life? I want us to look at this verse in a little more detail tonight and hope that we can uh, put this verse into action into our life. What does it mean to wait? Oh, boy. I believe there are three aspects to waiting on the Lord. First of all, the one we normally think of is tarrying. We're waiting. The one we really probably hate the most. Waiting. 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 My family will tell you that I'm not the most patient person in the world. Waiting is not my strong 
characteristic. I'm not the one that likes to wait on something to go somewhere. Carden has been testing my patience since he hit 11 years old. He's decided, I'm just going to throw him under the bus. He's decided he's going to be my niece, Lauren Douglas. Lauren Douglas is the last person to anything. She'll be late for her own funeral. She is late, 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 late. Carden has decided to follow in her footsteps. I say, Carden, you ready to go? Let's, let's go. Carden, you ready? you ready? Yeah, Dan, I'm ready. Hey, one more thing. I want to do this. I'm like, Carden, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All the time. Oh, and he'll, he, sometimes he's even out the door, Brother Scott, and then he's right back. Oh, I got to get this. I, I'm not waiting on you any longer. Frustration sets in when we're waiting. Amen. When I'm ready to go, I just want to go. Sometimes I just, I'll see traffic backed up. I'll make a turn somewhere and I'll, I'll try to get around town. We'll call it a shortcut, even though it took longer to get there. I was still going though. I was still moving. So you just keep on moving. You hate to wait. I walk into a fast food restaurant. I look for the shortest line. I don't want to wait in line. Matter of fact, some of these restaurants nowadays, even waiting in, in a drive-thru, you can call it in. So we were in uh, Florida earlier this year, and we got into this line. It was a long line, and it was a drive-thru, and uh, we happened to notice their little app, and so Shelly ordered it, and they was able to bring it out to us quicker than we could get through the line. We're always looking for some way not to wait. Anybody listening? Anybody hearing me? Anybody feeling this tonight? We don't like to wait. At the gas pumps. Oh, my word. You know, at Sam's, you can only go in one way. It's against the law to go the other way. If Barney Fife and that little booth catches you, he'll come out and chew you out good for going the wrong way. But we look for the fastest lane. Which one is about done? You know, we're always looking for a quicker way. But the Bible says to wait. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Something that goes against our nature, I think. We don't like to wait. We must learn to wait in the presence of the Lord. We have to stop, listen, and hear what God has to say to us. You know, God wants to talk to us, and sometimes we're not slowed down enough to even hear what he's saying. He wants to show us. He wants to lead us and guide us. But are we waiting upon him to even hear his voice? Too many things. We get busy. Distractions get us going in the wrong way, and we don't wait and listen for God. As Christians, we should want to develop our relationship with God and whatever that takes, and sometimes it's waiting. Do you want to know God? Students, do you want to know God? So that's a good place to say amen, Pastor. Amen, Pastor. I'll help you out. I'll get you through this service. We'll make it. We can make it through this. We don't like waiting at McDonald's drive-thru. We don't like waiting at Walmart. You know, I don't even like waiting watching TV. My remote is so much faster than my dad's remote. I go to his house and get frustrated at waiting on his remote to turn the station. I'll punch the numbers in and it just waits. One second. Boom, and it turns on. like, why is this taking so long? I push my button and it goes. His, it's... You had to wait a second. Impatience. Impatience. Today I even changed the batteries in his remote so it would go faster. Like, this is not going quick enough for me. Give me some batteries for this thing. We spend a lot of time doing things that pleases us. And sometimes we just don't seem to have the time to wait on God. 
How many ever gets down to pray, and as soon as you get down to pray, you can think about 10 different things you need to be doing? Every time, every time we got, every morning, we come in here Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 o'clock praying. I sit down to pray, and the first thing is like 40 things goes through my mind I need to do today. We have to wait. We have to wait upon the Lord. I'm not talking about sinful things. I'm not talking about, well, we're not waiting on the Lord because we're doing all these sinful things. I'm talking about things that we need to get through the day with. It may be work. It may be your job. maybe your family. But it's amazing how difficult it is to spend 15 minutes in prayer, 30 minutes in prayer, an hour in prayer. That's crazy. Who would ever do that? Wait a minute. I should do that. Us. It's a sad situation that sheds the guilty light on our lives when we can spend hours shopping and looking for bargains at stores or online, but we can't wait upon the Lord. We have problems finding time to read God's Word. But we don't have a problem searching for that pair of tennis shoes or that tool or whatever it is. I have a notification that comes up on my phone every Sunday. And it tells me my weekly report is what it says. It lets me know how much time that I spent on my phone this past week, whether I was up a certain percentage or down a certain percentage. But I'm telling you, it'll bring conviction to your heart if you look at that phone and it tells you how much time you spent. And you start comparing it to how much time did you spend in the Word? How much time did you spend praying Developing your relationship with God. I'm talking about waiting upon the Lord. We need to put some things aside and wait upon the Lord. It takes somebody that specifically sets time away for God. It's never happened for me where I just come through the day and think, I've got a couple of hours to blow, God. Let's go pray. It doesn't happen like that. I had to set a time and say, God, I'm devoting this time to you. It, that, it's that way on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. God, I'm devoting this hour and a half to you. I'm coming to your house to worship. I'm coming to your house to praise. I'm coming to your house to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Conviction will come to you if you look at your phone too much and it gives you that weekly report. It's an indictment that we can't deny when we can't wait on God, but we can wait in the deer stand. I'm happy. I'm an encourager tonight. I'm trying to help you tonight. I am. I'm going to tell you right up, right up front, I'm not a deer hunter. I know deer season opened, I think, last weekend and uh, years ago when Taylor was smaller um, and, and I was a lot smaller. We got up in the same deer stand, and uh, he was kind of sitting between my legs on the steps, and I was sitting up in the chair, and we're waiting for this deer to come by, and they'd been feeding it all year. One of my friends had it on his property. And it's so sad, they take them feeders out, and then the deer comes walking up, looking around like, hey, where's my lunch? What, what happened to it? And they literally walk up to the tree looking for that, that feeder. It's not there. And they look, and they're puzzled. They look around, and then bam, Taylor shot him. I was like, I sat there, and I thought, that is not fair. They tricked that deer into coming here. He was waiting on his food. But we had waited a long time for that deer to come by. It was in the dark. It was cold. We had to climb a tree. I had to find, go through my friend's property, find a, get to the spot where we're getting to, climb up in, in the dark into this ladder, into this tree. We could have been bit by a bear or something. It's sad, though. We can't wait before the Lord, but we can wait on that deer stand. 
for hours on end, in the rain, in the cold. We can wait. We can spend hours on the lake and fishing in the pond, waiting for a fish to come and take our worm, get a nibble and have to keep throwing it back because we can't hook them. Right, Carden? Me and Carden's been fishing a few times since this pandemic. It helps relax us. No, we don't. We can't catch anything. I'm ready to just take a gun out there and start shooting in the water and see what comes up. We can spend hours on the lake fishing, waiting for that fish. You know what? I'm not going to leave anybody out. I'm going to throw myself under the bus. We find it hard to pray and spend time to get with God, but it's easy to sit down and watch football for three hours on Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to tell you what, if I didn't go to church, you know what I'd be doing tonight? Watching football. I don't care what team it is. I would start at 12 o'clock. I'd watch all the 12 o'clock games, all the 3 o'clock games, and then the Sunday night game. In between there, I would eat something. Monday night, Thursday night, Miss Elma's with me. And then Saturdays, you got college football, and then, then, then you get farther in the fall, you have NFL. We can wait through them games. We can sit through them games. But we have trouble waiting on the Lord. I'm just trying to paint a picture tonight. We're all guilty. We could spend more time with God. We're all guilty of this. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not leaving me out because I love football. I love sitting and watching the game. But we have to make time for God. We have to wait upon the Lord. While there's nothing wrong with any of these things, how much more should we spend time with God? How much more should we spend time waiting on Him, patiently seeking Him for what He wants to do in our lives? We need to wait upon the Lord. So many times we're waiting on someone. Before cell phones, we would, we would like call on the landline and say, hey, I will meet you at Kmart or at Walmart. Or at McDonald's. Well, I'll meet you there. And so you went there and you waited. There's no way to contact them. Now, there's been times my dad, he's called people, and all of a sudden somebody show up, knock on my door and said, hey, your dad called and said this, this, this. And I was like, who are you? That's the way it was before cell phones. You found a way to contact somebody. But you know what? You had to stay there until that person showed up because there wasn't a way of getting a hold of them any other way. You had to wait. You had to wait. Maybe they're going to ride with you somewhere. You had to wait on them. Just like God. Don't take off without him. Don't leave without him. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 33 and 13 said, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you. This is Moses talking, now God's talking back to you. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. What Moses is saying, God, if you're not going with me, I'm not going anywhere. God, I'm standing here. I'm going to wait until you give me instruction. I'm going to wait on you until you tell me what to do. We're not going without your presence. I thought that was such a great scripture there because that's the way I feel sometimes. Like, God, I'm not doing anything until I hear your voice. It's not one of them occasions. Sometimes we feel like, you know, there's not a bad decision here and God wants us to always to listen to his voice, and sometimes he just doesn't answer us the way we think he should. We have to make that determination. I'm not moving, God, until, until you let me know. Until you tell me I'm not moving on my own. 
I'm going to wait. If your presence is not in it, I'm not moving. The second meaning to the word wait means to serve. If you wait on someone, you bring them what they want, or you're doing a service to them. God's looking for waiters and servers. People who will be involved with the service of God. Once you've waited or tarried, get up and do what God tells you to do. Serve Him and wait on Him and what He wants you to do. God expects all of us to work to be waiters at His table. We all have a mission to do. We all have a job to do in His kingdom. God wants people in the church that is willing to work for Him. Yesterday we had work day. We had a slew of people up here. And it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome to have these people up here working. They were working for the kingdom. Yeah, it was work day. It wasn't fun work. Brother Scotty's up there cleaning out gutters. I mean, we had a garden growing in one of them gutters. It's sprouting up everywhere. We had to dig them things out of there. And then Brother Scotty, he went to cutting on trees, and we finally got him stopped. There's a couple limbs left back there, but no, it looks good. I'm just teasing him. He did a great job yesterday. The kids had a, had a bunch of the students there, and they were helping us drag all the branches. You see a big pile over there. There's, there's a reason. Them kids took them over there for us, and I appreciate that. We're working towards the kingdom, taking care of what God has given us. We need to take care of what God's given us here at the church, and that's what we're doing. We need people that will be the waiters and servers and do what needs to be done in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It's simple obedience. When God's asking you to do something, wait on him. Serve him. Do what he's asking you to do. Just think about what you expect when you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you have a waitress or a waiter come up to you. How many have ever had a bad waiter or waitress? I was in Houston, Texas years and years ago. And uh, this waitress came up to me and she said, what do you, what, what do you have on your drink? And I said, it's a Coke. And she looked at me, she said, Diet Coke? I said, no, it's a Coke. She said, Diet Coke? I said, no, I want a Coke. She goes, Diet Coke? Lady, I'm fixing to get upset at you. I've had some bad waitresses. I've had some bad servers before. My dad seems like every time he goes out, he has something dripped on him or dropped on him or a tray of cups will come over, come over and spill on him. He's had some bad waiters too. Amen. I got an amen out of him up there on that one. Listen, we want our food taken, our, our order taken quickly. We want our food brought out quickly. We want it hot. Don't dare be cold. And if it's too hot, we'll complain about that too. Check on me hand and foot. Make sure my glass is never empty. And constantly asking me, do you need anything? I've actually had waitresses where I'm like, leave me alone. Let me eat now. But that's the way we want to be served. We want waitresses to serve us. We want them to do Everything that we need to do to make that a comfortable and exciting, a, a, a great meal for us. We don't want to have to sit there. I've been with the bad ones where you eat your whole meal and you're still waiting on something to wash it down. That's terrible. We want our needs taken care of. God expects the same things out of us. He wants us to hear his orders, hear his voice, go and do, do it quickly, obediently. He wants us to make sure that nothing's undone. And he's asked us that everything that he's asked us to do, he doesn't want anything left undone. Inevitably, Shelly orders something and it always comes back wrong. 
Something without onions. It comes back with onions. She orders it with cheese. Comes back without cheese. It's always that way. She has a target on her back. God's testing her in some way. That's what it is. And by the way, Christians, when you're out eating, tip. And tip good. Tip good. I know these ladies sometimes are frustrating, but you also have to realize they're not making much money being a waitress. I don't know how they get away with with the law, but I mean, they don't make very much money at all. And so they live off them tips. And especially don't tell them you're from TFT and you're leaving a buck. A couple quarters. There you go. Don't spend it all in one place. Okay. Hey, we're a church that's blessed and we're going to bless others. Amen. Tip like you would want to be tipped if you was the waiter. Amen. We need to be careful about our emotions. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor? Don't depend on your emotions. We need to wait upon the Lord, but we don't need to depend on our emotions because our emotions will tell us, you know, I'm too tired to do this. Or, God, I'm just not that excited about what's going on right now, so uh, I'm, I'm going to check out on this one. Or one guy say, that's a big no for me, dog. That's the way we do sometimes. God, you want me to? That's a big no for me. Sorry. If we can only have a desire to serve God after we've heard a good message, or when we're on the mountaintop when everything's going good, we may not be serving like God wants us to serve. When everything's going great, it's easy to serve God. It's easy to serve God. When everything's going good, all the bills are paid, my kids are acting like angels, I can see the halo above their heads, it's easy to praise God. It's when they have them little horns like the devil. It's when I didn't like the message because it stepped on my toes. It's when God's asked me to do something I'm not comfortable with that I'm not wanting to serve him. I'm not wanting to do what he's asked me to do. You have to make up your mind. You have to make a decision. Amen. It's time we got off our pew and did something for God. We have great potential, but it takes all of us serving, being a waiter to God to do what he's calling us to do. Think of pastor, well, here in Greenbar, there's not much. We're just a little bitty town. We're just a little church. We do this, that. God wants us to do great things for him. It's our little mind, our little thoughts that he's not happy with. He wants us to see a big picture and what he has for us. Amen. Lastly, I told you I wasn't going to be up here very long. The meaning that is all-inclusive is that when we wait upon the Lord is we're bound together by twisting. That's what the Greek says it is. Bound together by twisting. Wait. I'm thinking, if that's what that is, me and Shelly are so twisted together, I wait on her all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. This week, we were going to get in the car, and she says, we're walking to the car. I said, you going with me? She goes, yeah, I'm going with you. I said, okay. So I'm walking to the car. Next thing I know, I don't see her. And she stopped off. She goes, I'll be right back. i got to do something in the house. So I went and I sat in the car. Turned on the car. Waited and waited and waited. After a while, I went down to the uh, revenue office to get my license renewed. And waited and waited and waited. We don't like waiting. We don't like waiting. You and God are braided together when we wait on him. God wants our lives so wrapped up in his that you can't tell the difference between the two. He wants us tied together with him. 
That's what the word disciple alludes to. Living a life so parallel to your teachers that they are the same. We need to live our life so parallel to the word of God that then when they see us, they say, there's something different. There's something different about they're Christian. They have to be Christian. I've said that about people before. I've seen them. I was like, they have to be Christians. I can feel something. I can see something. I can sense something because they've been waiting before the Lord. Acts 17, 28 says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As also some of you own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. What happens after we've waited? According to the scripture, the first thing we see is they that wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. How many needs their strength renewed? I do. I need my strength renewed. We go through things in life, and, and after a while, sometimes we don't even realize how beat down we're getting. And we begin to wait upon the Lord, spending time with the Lord in His presence. And you start begin, beginning to get refreshed and renewed, and you realize, wow, I needed that strength. I needed that strength. I didn't realize how weak I was, but I needed that strength. Because waiting involves trusting. To wait allows us to draw strength from God. On the bus when we traveled, we had a generator in there. We would draw power from that generator to run all the electricity in the bus. It's the same way with God. We need to be with him, stay hooked to him so we can draw power and strength from him. Second Chronicles 32 and 8 said, With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God. To help us and to fight our battles... And the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hallelujah. Think about what a cold glass of water does for us after working on a hot, sunshiny day. I remember somebody telling me about their fast. They were on a 40-day fast. They were struggling to get a glass of water. And when they went to reach for it, they couldn't get it. They realized they couldn't get it. And God spoke to them in that moment and said, that's how I want you to be towards me. You're so desperate for that drink. That's how I want you to be towards me. That refreshing water on a hot day when you've been out working, that refreshing water, that's the strength that we're looking for. That's, that's something I'm just trying to compare it to, that we're, we're so hot, we're sweaty, we're, we're depleted of everything, and we just need that drink. We, just, we can taste it, man, and, Excited to get to the store or to the faucet, whatever it is, get that Gatorade, get that water. We're excited about it. Think about that favorite restaurant or a big old steak, shrimp, or chicken, or whatever you like best after you've been fasting for three days. I know on the Daniel fast, I'm ready to get something other than beans. That's the kind of strength we get from God. We begin to long for his strength. Shelly, would you come back? Next, you see, they will mount up with wings as eagles. If we're a child of God, we can fly, we can soar, we can rise above all of our difficulties into the presence of God's sunshine while we wait. Hallelujah. I, I printed off something. I, I was reading about an eagle, and it, 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 it's so good. I, I brought it in. I printed it and brought it in today. God strengthens us during times of waiting through trials. The eagle will fly to a high spot. By the way, the eagle already knows when the storm's coming in. They can feel it coming in, and so they get to a high spot, and they wait. They wait for the winds to come. 
When the storm hits, it sets its wings so that the wind will pick up and lift it above the storm. While the storm rages below, the eagle is soaring above it. The eagle does not escape the storm. It simply uses the storm to lift it higher. It rises on the wings that brings the storm. We see a storm coming. We're like batting down the hatches. This is going to be it. This is the big one. It's going to happen. I'm not going to get through this one. We need to realize the storms and tests in our life, trials in our life, is to bring us up higher. It's to bring us up higher. And God is trying to help us and help us to learn that and bring it up higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me get back over to my other page. As we wait, he takes our problems, our weights, and everything that's holding us down so that we're so light and free that we feel like we can just fly and soar over the problems. How many have ever felt the burden lift from you? I have. When I got down on my knees and I asked God to come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, there was a burden that was lifted off of me. There was such a release that it's just a freedom. And I've had that over and over in my life, Sister Elma. I, I remember one of the things when we give up baseball, I didn't realize it was even a burden. I love baseball. I love the program here in Greenberg. But when we released it and that burden was no longer on, I, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know I was under that kind of burden. And I was like, Wow. I don't have anything to do tonight. I'm feeling pretty good. Don't have to go anywhere. Don't have to do anything. Don't have to argue with anybody tonight. It's really good. But over time, God has let me experience different seasons in my life where he's given me the freedom from things. And sometimes, like I said, I didn't even know it was holding me back. They shall run and not be weary. Running signifies energetic effort. Paul says that we're running a race and it takes hard work, training, and discipline. And a lot of Christians don't like that. We don't like working now. I don't know too many people that do. I, I know athletes, and not too many of them even like that. I, I'd rather be doing this. I'd rather be doing that. Most people don't like working out. Most people don't care for it. Maybe for a season they might. Most people don't like it. But you know what the Bible says? That Christians... We won't get weary or tired while we're running this race. They that wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. So what I have to say to you tonight is keep running. Keep fighting. Keep standing. Keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The load won't be more than you can bear. It won't affect you. And you can keep going. His strength becomes your strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. The last part of our text says they shall walk and not faint. In the New Testament, walking is a symbol of our lifestyle, and we are to walk worthy of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're to walk in newness of life. We're to walk in love. We're to walk in the light. We're to walk in the spirit. We're to walk in honesty. We're to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Not by sight. As long as we keep on walking, we'll make it. If we wait upon the Lord, we'll faint. We will not faint or fall. I said it at the beginning, I'll say it again. I want to be an encourager tonight. I want you to wait upon the Lord because I know when you wait upon the Lord, God, not Drew, not Shelly, not Miss Elma, not Miss Metz, God is going to renew your strength. God is going to let you soar over your trials. You may have to go through something, but you know what? He's going to pick you up. He's going to pick you up. 
I, I, I thought about the eagle today. What a perspective eagle has when he's looking down on that storm. We fl- just flew in last week. The perspective we had in that plane, although it was scary, man, we could see everything below us. We could see the storms that was down below us. We flew out in the rain. We could see that. But you know what? We was up above it. The glass wasn't even wet where we was at. There's no storm up there. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me tonight? If strength is what you need, wait upon the Lord. Whatever storm you're dealing with, wait upon the Lord. I want to encourage you and remind you that God is not asleep. And He's not just standing on the sidelines observing. He is in the fight right there with you. He's right there with you, everything you're going through, lifting you up so you can soar above your storm.